So welcome to episode double zero, double zero, double zero, double zero, uh, which gives us one more episode before episode one, if we want. <laughs> well, if there were if, of uh, out of tunes uh, podcast, uh, and there's cameras in the room, and there's cameras in the room. If there were normally cameras in the room, you might recognize the room, right? But alas, you don't recognize the room. This will be the first video in this room, won't it? Yeah. That's podcast on a podcast anyway. But if you if the camera was pointed, you'd see a big old Life Chaser banner in the background. That's because this is the war room for Life Chaser podcast. Absolutely. And now it is the music room for Out of Tunes podcast. All right. So uh, first off, man, thanks, thank, thanks to you, Cole, for uh, hosting this. And uh, Cole's going to be the producer for this podcast. Uh, he does most of the producing for Life Chaser podcast. This podcast will be kind of under the umbrella of Life Chaser, um, but a separate entity. So uh, looking forward to it. Um, like Cole said, we've got some video stuff going. It's just kind of a test run. This may never make it to YouTube, <laughs> but it might. Who knows? I'm only so, co-producing because there's a lot of video. There is a everything lot Everything you're do. looking at is being produced by Chris Rogers, <laughs> Four Rivers Productions, Two-Legged Mule. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mercy. You had to bring that back up, didn't you? <laughs> I, kept it, I kept it nice. Yeah. So this yeah, is, is going to be a clean podcast. Yeah, it's going to be a different, it's gonna be a different feel so, of podcast. You want to kind of, uh, what is your yeah, man, general, you what, what is your general just 10 cent description of what you see this being? Um, kind of, I've been going over that over the last couple of weeks and obviously it's going to be music centric. Um, we're not going to start out with Tyler Childers or anything, yeah. but, uh, start out hopefully with some of our, our buddies, uh, that play music around the area and some from Nashville. I've talked to Vicki Vaughn already and she's down to come, you know, do a, do an episode and I'm sure, uh, T and, Jeremy and Caleb and Todd Belt and all those guys will be happy to come and talk. And for the ones that have original music, the uh, kind of what I want to do is is drill down into those songs, like their favorite songs and maybe even their least favorite song that they wrote. Yeah. Uh, and kind of find out th what brought them to that process and how they got that. And uh, for people like Tony, who's been doing it, and Jeremy, uh, that have been doing it now for years, a decade, um, kind of take a look at the early stuff and then walk through and to see the progression or the change in uh, their writing styles and their performance styles and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So. so the idea here is you got me and you got you. And if you look at us on paper and what we listen to and what we do on music, it's it's not the there's overlap, but it's we're two different peas in a little pot here. And so uh, I think the idea is we're both bringing a little something to the table. I'm kind of your Jamie in this in this regard. You're you're definitely conducting this train, but uh, I'm here. I'm no Joe Rogan. Yeah, well, I'm no Jamie, but I'm gonna try. I'm gonna kind of be here for support and. Uh, lend my nobody asked for opinion here and there. And I feel like, you know, when it comes to music, uh, you can't have too much. You can definitely dilute 
when it comes to like uh, just like the billboard charts or whatever but when it comes to just like good music conversation and talking to people and hearing their story and like hearing their process i don't feel like uh, it hurts to have people of different musical backgrounds i mean you can't i mean i myself am a musician i got guitars in here you know like but i'm not like chris musician i i play uh-huh. electric guitar by myself in my basement he plays acoustic guitar with an ensemble solo in front of crowds <laughs> so so sometimes everyone yeah. <laughs> everyone kind of like has their musical journey whether it's a private journey or whether it's a very public journey or whether it's like a successful uh, you know this is taking you to great heights journey and i feel like uh I feel like we can do some damage this way. Absolutely. Uh, and I was trying to put it where I could get us both on a split screen. I don't know why I th- didn't think about that <laughs> yeah. earlier. Episode um, double zero. Episode double zero. Yeah. Good news, everybody. Good news, everybody. So uh, I don't know, man. What? Uh, well, first off, since we're doing this, congratulations on your new baby. Oh, thank you. Uh, thank you. And thanks for taking the time out of your time off. Uh, with him and Brittany, you he know, sleeps to, a lot. to do this. Yeah. He sleeps a lot. So it's, it's, it's not too, I told her to stomp really loud. She's upstairs above us. So stomp really loud. If, if I need to run yeah. away real quick. Yeah. But you were saying, while well, I was asking you about uh, like the intro for this. And I mean, even then you made a good point. Uh, you said you kind of heard something from a buddy and it wasn't something that you, anyone would expect you to like, Let's just say someone knew you were doing a podcast and it's not the intro people would expect you to have. And I feel like that alone kind of just sums up maybe what this podcast could be. A 100%. I think that's uh, how that will go. And uh, because we've talked about our different musical tastes a little bit back and forth some. Well, a lot actually. And uh, we do have some overlap. You know, we both we both like Blink One Eighty Two, you know, and those that genre. And we both like Tyler. And we both like Tyler. And uh so yeah, it's gonna be good, I think, uh, when we start getting into that stuff and to to really delve into the different we're gonna and um we talked about like bringing records. Yeah. And like maybe diving into some of my favorite music and some of your favorite stuff. And if, when we have guests, have them bring something, either yeah. their own stuff or, you know, their favorite record. You yeah. know, I can tell you right now, like Tony will bring Bruce I know, Springsteen. I was, I was just know? thinking that. I was exactly <laughs> if, thinking if that. If he comes, so, and I'm sure he will. But, uh, so. Uh, but the, the, yeah. the, the musical mind of the musician is what you want to explore. Yeah, here. that's where I want, I kind of want to delve into that and uh, see what I can, see what we can see. So uh, what's like, give a, give those who don't know, give a little background back on yourself, kind of like your musical background. Cause you're you're uh, all, you're all up in it. Yeah. (laughs) I, uh, of course grew up at church and singing in choir and I had took piano lessons as far back as I can really remember, uh, played in the band, played trombone and, uh, I never played guitar until I was, uh, maybe 20. You know, 1920 really? traded a PlayStation one for a pawn shop guitar <laughs> a good you know, trade. and I've been SPF 10 and I've still got that guitar. That's <laughs> what I write songs with. And, uh, I love it. It sounds great. And, uh, the split screen I threw up there, I didn't really mean to throw up there. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to, but, uh, I almost had it edited, but and it wasn't quite right. Um, 
but uh kind of just i mean i toyed with it for years you know for and then around 2013 i uh, started playing with a band out of hopkinsville clarksville area called junction 41 playing bass and playing out live just kind of i the bug kind of hit me but with my work schedule uh doing what i did then didn't really have time to play out you know i worked on the weekends and that kind of stuff so yeah uh but now um i play out when i want to pretty much and uh i've got some original stuff people seem to be um so what i'm looking for responsive in a positive yeah, way yeah that we'll go with that they don't not the word i was looking for but that works yeah uh supportive encouraging yes all of those things yeah, yeah. and uh receptive was what receptive. i was looking okay. for yeah so um and that in itself just that compounds the encouragement when people uh come up and tell you uh you know that song that you did you know i just i, I know where you're coming from i've felt that and i really enjoyed their song and it made me feel that again or whatever and uh so yeah i'm looking forward to retirement so i can do more than yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um oh there we go on that split screen again all right and then so, you know somewhere along between then and there you've you've started your own music festival so i mean yeah we were going to talk about that a little bit um so actually tried to start one in 2013 uh it was going to be called well it was called the red dirt and the bluegrass music festival and things did not go well uh the festival actually never happened and um so it's kind of shelved doing anything like that for for a while a long time i started working at the kentucky opry in 2016 i think it was 16 or 17 i think it was 16 as the uh front of house engineer and uh that really that kind of spearheaded a lot of new relationships both in and outside of music um because i'd never really spent a lot of time in marshall county right you know so um that being there you know i became friends with dr jeff and bear on the air and cactus jack and those guys from wkyq and willie radio um got to know some of the crew from wkdz uh bill booth and those guys and gals and then of course met some people at local area restaurants and and uh breweries and music establishments and uh that's those relationships kind of cultivated and, and culminated in last year uh hey i'm gonna start a music festival again i'm gonna do this but i'm not gonna do it like i did last time yeah <laughs> you know so uh we kept it small um we uh I, I had capped it at 300 tickets which we didn't get we sold a little more than half that uh but we had an excellent lineup you know we had justin wells was our headliner we had laid back country picker uh Tony Logan, the 184. I can read them off the... Right. Yeah. And uh, I see uh, Hollerhead, Uncle Jesse. Um, Did you say late July? Late July. Yeah. She, oh, yeah. She Lance opened. Rogers. Lance Rogers was there from up around Perea. Um, and then 
I think that was it for Saturday. And then Friday, Friday night was our, uh, we had a couple of acoustic acts, acts. We had Todd Belt and uh, Savannah Lauren, which Savannah Lauren now is her and uh, Aaron Jesse Keys have started a River Dust duo, yeah. which is, they're doing really well. Uh, Todd Belt has got a duo now called Department B. Yeah. And uh, they're pretty cool. So, uh, and then, of course, that Friday night we did Life Chaser Live podcast with yeah. uh, David and Teresa Prince, who most people know as Laid Back and Honey. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and uh, we learned some things. Yeah. And then a few night. weeks later, <laughs> saw him at Bonnaroo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. That was, we, uh, me and David were talking about that. Um, of course, they do that, they do a coffee thing a lot on Sundays, Sunday yeah. mornings. And that came up. A couple weeks ago, really? Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I I made sure that you got your props on oh, that good. again. So uh, that was a, that was a great picture. It was. It was an awesome picture. At, I looked up at the big uh, for those the is like the big screen that they show, and sometimes they point the camera at the audience. And there's David front row, just with the big old beard, just <laughs> just putting out the vibe. And you know, so I snapped a picture of the big uh, screen. There it was good. Yeah, that was I. Uh, send, I think I sent it so to you, awesome. maybe, and then you, you all got it to him. It was fine. Yeah, yeah. It made it, it. It made it where it needed to go pretty quick. Yeah, that was awesome. And uh, I got a yes. selfie with them. I'm putting the feeler out now. I got to have that selfie. It's on one of their phones. Oh yeah, we bumped into them. I think it was. Oh, wait, there at Bonnaroo. Yeah, I was waiting for Cheryl Crow. I think maybe, and then they they were just walking up. I was like, oh my gosh. Uh, well, I'll. Uh, I mean, we can. We can probably get that happening. Uh, I think, if I remember right, they were going to go. They were going to be on the Outlaw Country Cruise that left yesterday. I think Outlaw Country Cruise uh, with Blackberry Smoke and all those Steve Earl, all those guys. Steve Earl, my Steve buddy, Earl. my buddy, dated a family member of his. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's that's kind of cool. Yeah. So uh yeah, so we're going to do the festival again this year. Uh, uh it it's going to still going to be a great lineup. Um won't go as late. We're going to start a, maybe 30 minutes to an hour later than we started last year and try to end a little earlier uh just to be good neighbors. Yeah. You know. So but late you're hearing it here first. If this episode makes it to, <laughs> to anything, you're hearing it here first. Uh, well, actually not first, but publicly first. Uh, laid back country pickers are headliner this year. There you and, go. Uh, I'll save the rest for the official <laughs> uh, announcement here in a couple of weeks. I remember so. I uh, recorded it. I, uh, it was the first ever Facebook Live I ever did, but I was pl- I was recording while they were playing the last year. And I remember my dad, my dad never heard of him. He's like, Man, I, who was that? They were, they were really cool. Like he was probably the only one watching the live. But yeah. he's like, he was like, oh, they're pretty cool. He, I was like, you were watching that? He's like, yeah, watching. Yeah, yeah. He's walking through the crowd with you know with, with the wireless hook up to his guitar. It was cool. He sat yeah. sat down, you know, one of the people's tables and was just playing. Put on a good show for sure for a duo. I mean, it reminds me, you know, it reminds me of like uh, you know Kentucky White Stripes or something. Yeah, you know. Well, and he gets away with it because he's got those. Those two, he runs two amps, and he's got a splitter. Yeah, and uh, that, and I he he explained to me how he has set up. So, and I won't try to remember all that, but basically, it's just 
the second amp is just basically like a mi- just a bass, mini bass, and it yeah. just it only gets the low notes of or something That's like cool. that. But yeah, it's pretty neat. Yeah. And not to mention that he's just he's just awesome as a guitar player. But so May thirty first, June first, mark your calendars. Tickets on sale soon. Market. Yeah, line up soon. Sponsors soon. <laughs> uh, I already got one. Of the official beef jerky oh, of the Kentucky Brown right. Music the Festival. Toasty the Toasty Boys. <laughs> yeah, can't wait for that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so. All right, man. Why does this say paused? What the crap, dude? The video's paused. Has it been paused? Yes, apparently. <laughs> That's okay. I don't Audio's know. still going. For a long, it's been paused for a long, long time. That's okay. It's going again now. I guess I'd actually probably just stop it and restart it. I threw a marker in. Okay. I bet you I typed a P in something. Yeah. I did split. I typed split when I was typing split screen. And it paused it. Sometimes technology simplifies things, but it's our undoing. Yeah. So... Let's see what else you got. Do you got anything else over? Uh, I love that you just write K O M F. Comp. Comp. Get not, some, not get to some be confused, stickers made. Not to be confused with mine, comp. I'm get, <laughs> getting some of the stickers made, like the, uh, uh, you know, the round oval white ones, like 26.2. And yeah, that's just a comp. So yeah. K O M F. Um, I mean, you know, on Live Trace, we've like, we've had musicians on Tony, Derek Stoner, you know, we've had, we've had like kind of music based episodes and we kind of, we're not afraid to get off road into the dirt, dirt pathways, so to speak on Live Chaser. And I think the way you described it to me is you really want to keep it focused on the music, mm-hmm. not get into the weeds. If there's like a side note story tangent, you know, if it happens, it happens, but that's really not why, like that we're doing this right. is uh you know like on live chaser we talked about you know uh what was it our best or favorite Amer- what who we thought the best american like rock group or was or something <laughs> yeah. and we had just vastly I different had to answers call you guys out on that yeah too. we yeah, had just yeah, vastly just... different answers and like conversations like that are fun and all that good stuff but you know if we have a if we have a guest on really just diving into them their process uh, you know, as you just, as you said so, uh, earlier, that that's kind of what I'm interested in is getting into like what makes them write the way that they write. And yeah. excuse me, I know, you know, a few of them, I know several of them personally, and I know why they write the way they write, but you know, I feel like not everybody that does a podcast and interviews these people really gets into that depth and I want to go past I want to go to the next level of that depth and kind of in a almost a Dr. Phil way and yeah you know see yeah so yeah but uh next thing you know is figuring out who's the actual first guest is going to be and getting that scheduled and uh probably try to do maybe a couple at once yeah Everybody, everybody bring a change of clothes. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
Or we can just be like Joe Rogan and wear the same shirt for every podcast. It's a whole different ball. <laughs> it's a whole different ball game with the uh, cameras. Uh, you know, like you said, if if this episode hits the airways, it might you might get a video, you might get just audio, you might get a choppy video with a little yeah. blank screen somewhere in the middle. But either way, this is a fun little new adventure, almost just in the whole, uh, just like the podcasting video aspect, as well as the content we hope to uh kind of create with this so you know you're along for the ride especially like right now if you're if this is if this is hitting the ways then uh you know watch us figure it out right and uh maybe we'll have some fun along the way that's i'm still over here trying to figure out this split screen <laughs> i know i'm kind of watching your screen halfway <laughs> so like to give you guys an idea let's let's see if i had that yeah i've still got so uh if this makes if this makes it to YouTube and all that, what you're fixing to see is actually the screen from Cole's computer. Which um, I'm looking at the screen from your computer. At my screen. <laughs> so we go. may get into this mirror. Hey, go. pull up the yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Pull up the audio part. So Cole does all the audio stuff and uh, audio recording and mixing. And that's his screen right there. So if you're listening on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, hello. Yeah. And if you're watching on YouTube, Chris, hello. Chris says hello. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So uh, new stuff. We're playing with new stuff today for this. Yeah, it's fun. This. Yeah. New tools. New tools. Uh, let's see. Let's run down what we're using uh, for this. Why don't, you know, yeah. Let's yeah. do that. Um, so... Um, while Cole, I've still got Cole's screen up. Hey, it's a mu- it's a music podcast. The gear uh, is part of it. Ex- and, when, and when we talk about gear, like you know, that's a uh, gear is a huge part of what people do. You're talking yes. about talking about laid back, what he's doing with his guitar, like that's a gear thing. Yeah, hundred percent. Walking around in the crowd, that's a gear thing. That <laughs> wireless, you know, rig going on. So, what you what you typing on over there? Um. Okay. So, well, I'm still working on that split screen while you were talking. So gotcha. what you're looking at is I've got Cole's screen up there. Um, no, go, go back yeah. to Adobe audition. Yeah. yeah. So he uses Adobe audition. You want to tell him about your, tell him about your setup. With I the, use for the audio Adobe stuff. audition 2024. It is great. It's seamless. I'm using this, uh, Evo eight by audience, uh, interface runs right into my laptop. And, uh, you know, I'm not even going to pretend to be a guru here. The uh, audio has this built-in podcast filter settings, and it's great. It makes everything crispy clean. And, uh, yeah, and this lets me, like, record the sound on my – if I want to play, like, Spotify or YouTube or something. Very cool. I, this is what we do for Life Chaser. Right. And, and we are kind of doing this in sync with what Chris is doing, trying to capture some video. He's got a couple iPhones set up. Over there, over yeah. there. Can't show them to you because my yeah. phones are in use over I've there. I've got all my there. lamps pushed in towards us to try and get a little <laughs> bit more light. But, um, yeah, maybe uh, yeah. So, maybe this will turn into something. Yeah, no, it's not maybe. It will. So we're running a – I'm running a, a new to me. You didn't go over what your laptop was. You know, Razer may sponsor you if they hear you talking about it. Razer gaming laptop. <laughs> Uh, also, uh, side hustle industry for Razer laptops is podcast recording. Right. You know, gaming laptops make the best for uh, any type of really 
media, uh, whether it's audio recording, video recording, editing, just because of the power that you need to game today's games is also the power that you need to render video. And I keep forgetting to switch to me when I talk. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, um, there's gotta be a way that to auto do that based on, uh, there probably is, but we, yeah, but that's another issue. That's we got audio. Yeah. We'll get to, we'll get there one day. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. So what I'm going to do, I started working on it the other day is, uh, there's an app. Well, let me finish this and then yeah. I'll t- talk about that. So, uh, Asus, uh, Republic of gaming laptop, top of the line in 2018. Uh, I, it's new to me. I bought it. I got it for 350 bucks off eBay and it's a powerhouse, man. I love it. And on that, I guess I could show you my screen. Maybe. See here. Hope we don't get that effect. Yep, there it is. There's that effect. The, uh, Oh. Well, you can see it. Yeah. So there's a, we're running or I'm running, uh, we're running OBS studio with, uh, NDI plugins. The cameras we're using right now are just two iPhones, an iPhone 11 pro and an iPhone 13. Um, we'll add more of those, you know, for the bigger, like for life chaser, we'll probably do, I'll probably do four. Yeah. And uh, really neat. I mean, it's the technology is crazy. We're like the iPhones are shooting the in, the video over Wi-Fi. We have a dedicated Wi-Fi router for the video. But like the, there's no lag hardly at all, you know. So it's very impressive. Cool uh, yeah. Wild, wild, wacky. It's stuff. cool. It is cool. Get off that because that's. Yeah. So, but yeah, music and music things, music and music things, man. And like music things aren't, you know, just there's so many tangents off of that, especially in today. Like, you know, you can't be ugly and make music. It seems like, but I was, that came up the other day. Cause we were talking about the Rolling Stones. Yeah. <laughs> How gorgeous they are. Yeah. And, uh, who, oh, uh, yeah. But uh, I asked Missy Nelson. That's who we were talking. Who brought it up? We were talking about. Yeah. I said, "Well, do you know what the first video was on MTV that was played? Do you know what the first video was on MTV? Video killed the radio star. Video killed the radio star. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me if that wasn't some foreshadowing right there. <laughs> you know, yeah. like kind of kind of wild, but cool." Well, how long have we been going? Because I've... 27 and a half minutes. Is that all? (laughs) 27 and a half. Is that all? Yeah. Well, let's take a little break. And uh, I'm going to get a drink of water or five and work on this split screen because I feel like that would be handy if we talk about other stuff. Okay. If not, uh, if the computer crashes between now and then, uh, make sure to like, follow us on Out of Tunes on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Because we're going to have all those and YouTube. Uh, Get on it. Patreon, maybe down the road, you know, 
<laughs> You'll get the uncut behind the scenes versions from on Patreon. And we're starting our own software uh, website called OnlyTunes. OnlyTunes, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's funny. Subscribe. <laughs> Subscribe. <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> and it it crops the box. Gotcha. I was like, well, that was simple. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. I'm right. I'm rolling. Cool. So we figured out the split screen. We're back with that. I am going to steal that. We're going to use that. And we're back. And we're back. We're going to keep it. That way it keeps the continuity of I don't the think we, uh, 14 podcasts. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't right. think we invented it. Yeah. So, uh, awesome, man. Yeah, so. Well, I do want to ask you. I was going to ask you earlier. There's, uh, yeah. What's the first song you ever learned to play? Like, what was the riff? Dixieland Delight. Alabama. Okay. First song I ever learned on guitar. Mine was the stereotypical smoke Stairway on the water. Heaven. No. Smoke <laughs> on the water. <laughs> smoke on the water. Yeah. I don't, I'm not a lead. I don't play a lot of lead gotcha. guitar. I'm more rhythm and self. I'm completely self-taught. Yeah. And the chords, you know, thank God for the internet. Yeah. Uh, but, and that's how I learned. Like I pulled it up. It was a website called roughstock.com and a backslash or forward slash cow pie. Yeah. And that was their repository <laughs> of songs. I don't know. Their I don't repository know, of songs. Yeah. I don't repository. I said repository. <laughs> <total>. <laughs> cow and, pie. Uh, I don't know. They, uh, I don't know if they still exist or not, but like it, it had all of the country songs just about that you wanted. And it, they had a lot of the Texas red dirt country stuff that I listened to yeah. uh, on there. So that's what I do, man. I'd pull up, print it out, sit there and play it, play yeah. it, play it. Then I'd, a B7 chord would show up on the next chart and I'd be like, well, I don't know how to play that. So we're not doing that. Chords.com and see how to make that, you know, yeah. work. But uh, yeah, that was it. That was about the same uh, self-taught internet, except I was doing lead. Not It took me a long time to finally actually learn some chords. Yeah. Long time. I remember like Highway to Hell was one of the first riffs, that intro. Oh, yeah. And then uh, I was really getting into Metallica. And so, I mean, Master Puppets was one of the first, like, obviously not the second solo, but pretty much all, pretty much the the main chunk of the first solo and then just like all the riffs. Right. I mean, I was just, it was every day you come home and play, every day you come home and play, fall asleep with it on your chest. On the, You know, it was like those golden years and I don't play a fraction of that like I should, like I used to, but. Oh, I, yeah, I don't, I don't practice anywhere near. Uh what I should, which is my own fault, but yeah. I come to make co- podcasts and stuff like that. So, <laughs> you know, so what's your, what, what uh, kind of guitar guy are you? What brand, or what uh, brands are you loyal to? If you had I, to I say, I don't really have a brand loyalty. I mean, I've only owned three, four, four guitars in my lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, me too. Yeah. I bet. So <laughs> I, the aforementioned, uh, Ibanez PF10, which is a an '88 model, I think, if I remember right. I looked it up, but it sounds great. It's it's fixing to get uh, LR bags treatment, so I What's can actually mean? use it out. So it's a LR bags. They have uh, it's a pickup. Gotcha. It goes inside the guitar, gotcha. so I can play it. Do you have any electrics? Places. I don't like I don't, solid body electrics. I don't own an electric now. No. I had a uh, Fender. 
uh, it was a Squire Stratocaster body and neck, but it had um, hot rod pickups, I think, or something like that. It had it didn't have the the cheap Squire pickups. It had been rebuilt. Yeah, and uh, I just I figured out real quick that I wasn't an electric guitar player. Really. really. So um, I actually sold it to one of my buddies, to Robbie Butts, yeah. and uh, he had it uh, he, until he died in a car wreck, and then his son has it. Mm. Uh, but uh, yeah, he loved that guitar. Yeah, and, and it was it sounded great because yeah. of the pickups, you know. And then, um, so let's see, I've got the Epiphone that I play out mm-hmm. now. I've had it for about ten years, and then uh, I had a Yamaha. I don't remember what model it was. Acoustic electric, acoustic electric that I got dirt cheap off of like Facebook Marketplace or something. And uh, a buddy of mine who I won't name right now, because uh, I don't know, he may not want to be people to know, but he was in a kind of having a bad spot. He was a Marine uh, or former Marine, but not former Marine. And, uh, he'd posted something one day he'd he'd actually played with us back years ago when we kind of got together at my old house and would play in the basement or not basement in the den yeah which was big music room and uh but he was you know he was talking he just how he was having a bad day bad week bad month bad year wished he had a guitar to again to to pick and i like i sent him a message i was like man come to the house and get this yeah and uh was like just don't sell it. That's that's the only stipulation. You don't sell it. If you get tired of it, bring it back to me. But yeah. it's yours until you don't need it anymore. So I'm back down to two guitars. Yeah. Uh, I'd really like, we went to, uh, I've got a buddy named Marshall Babb. You met him last year at the festival. He was helping with the tickets. Okay. Uh, he's my concert guy, man. Me and him, are the, we go to, shows together quite a bit and uh, a couple months ago we were going to show in nashville and went to carter's vintage guitars have you ever been Mm-mm. yeah we need to go it's hard going in a place like that it's hard not really it's hard walking out empty-handed not, not really not when the cheapest guitars you know Four thousand dollars. Okay. $4, okay. <laughs> so, which oh, yeah. they've got. I mean, that's not. They've got some. I think the cheapest one I saw was like fourteen hundred. I like shiny uh, things, but well, they have a lot of them. I like shiny um, things, but I played a couple of. I played like a seventy-eight Gibson uh, J body, and uh, it was. Be- it sounded beautiful, and it had been broken. The neck had been broken and repaired, and it sounded better than some of the higher priced guitars that they had. Yeah. So they have this room. Uh, it's the VIP room. And like when people come in, like, and I'm just going to use names. I don't know if these people have ever set foot in Carter vintage guitars. I'm sure that they have. Yeah. But like, imagine like Tyler Childers or Jason Isbell or Morgan Wallen, God forbid, <laughs> you know, like I'll, I'll get hate mail for that. <laughs> uh, if they come in the store, like, a lot of times this room is where they take those people. Yeah. And then they bring them the guitars that they're wanting to try out or whatever. Yeah. So in this room though, the public can, I mean, anybody can go in the room if it's not being used. That's where the expensive guitars are. Uh, I played a pre-war Martin 
$68,000. Shoo. Yeah. And I mean, they're just like, yeah, you can play anything you want to. Holy crap. Uh, played a Gibson. It was like a 52 Gibson. It was like 62 or, or 40. No, 42, I think. Something like that. 100 or 1,000? 1,000. There's nothing in that room without three zeros. Uh, like it's, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, a couple of mandolins that are just so old. It's, uh, uh, but what really got me was, and they have electrics too. It's not just acoustics. They've mm -hmm. got electrics, you know, but they had some old, like some super old Telecasters. Yeah. And like the Telecasters, those, I mean, to think about where those electric guitars had been being that old and how, you know, music, rock music and rockabilly music kind of evolved in those days. Like there's no telling who had their hands on those guitars. Yeah. You know, it, it could have been anybody from Johnny Cash to Elvis Presley's guitar player. Whoever yeah. That guy was, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it's a good we point. Gotta get, you know, we got to get Kent Henry in here one day because he knows more about music than I know about my right hand. You know, <laughs> it's like uh, he's always just like, bow, 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 bow. Well, this yeah. this guy played with this guy. And, you know, it's like, but to think about that, those guitars that are, that's in that store that are that old in the history in them, it's just kind of, it's really neat. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, to answer your original question, no, I don't have brand loyalty. Okay. Uh, and, uh, like it's, I kind of subscribe to the, your, the guitar finds you, you know, right. the guitar picks you. Right. Um, so what about you? Cause you know, you got a few hanging over there on the wall. Behind, I have six total right now. Yeah. The, my big, so I will say this. I've only ever had one American made guitar. It was well before, before the one I have now. I had, I bought, it was like the first time I was like really just going to swing. I kind of saved up. This was a few years ago, at least three or four years ago. I bought the American Ultra Strat and I was so not happy with it. It was so unspectacular. Like it was a Strat, which is cool, but it was like $2,000 and I didn't, you know, and I've got that, that Telecaster right there. I bought, that was like I won, we talked, we talked in Life Chaser about a race that I won, my last race or whatever. It was a big deal. It was a cool story. Anyways, I took the winnings from that, I think. Maybe I'm getting confused with my no, what, But either way, for the sake of the story, this is what I bought with it. What kind of what kind of racing was it? Go-kart. Okay. But I knew it, that. I wanted the people yeah. to know that. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> if this wasn't where that money came from, either way, I bought, this was the Mexican Telecaster right there. I got my freshman year of high school right after I started playing high, uh, guitar. And then the next guitar I got was that dot, which is a factory second. It's got the used stamp in the back of the headstock. It was $200. I mean, I've changed out the pickup on it, changed out the nut and everything, put different tuners on it. But, uh, that, that Stratocaster didn't play any better than either of those two guitars. So I ended up, uh, trading it for the Martin I have upstairs. So that Martin is by far the most expensive guitar I have, but which I love it. And it doesn't even have like pickups in it or anything, but I, I tend to like Fender. Those two Epiphones, I got the I got the two Epiphones. I think that Les Paul Epiphone and then that uh, Noventa. It's the the it's a uh, Jazzmaster with P90s, huh. and I think that and that uh, Les Paul are just like the best playing things electric wise I've ever played. Right. Have you ever been to the uh, 
the Gibson store down in Nashville? Not the Gibson store. No. We need to take a man. We just need to take a guitar day. Yeah, I didn't right. know there was a Gibson store. I've been to the, yeah. you know the guitar or center shop, a hundred times. Shop Gibson shop. Yeah, but uh, we stopped there that one day too. There's not. I mean, they've got some really nice guitars in there, but yeah. it's nothing like Carter's or. I really yeah. like Fender. I mean, I really do. If I had to pick a brand, I really like Fender. But that being said, I think that Les Paul is like the smoothest playing thing ever, and it's just a Epiphone. It's, it's great. I just the thought it was pretty. Uh, like I said, I'm a sucker for shiny things. That was the inspired by Gibson line. So I guess there was a, a Gibson uh, whatever that looked just like it, paint job or whatever. And the Gibson headstock to me is about the most satisfying looking thing. Like I love the Gibson headstock as opposed to an Epiphone headstock, but I'm not paying for a Gibson whenever my like the Epiphones I've played sound so like play so good. Like I'm not. Yeah. It, to me, it can't be worth the extra money. Well, that's the the uh, the Epiphone acoustic that I've got. You know, was a three hundred and fifty dollar guitar. Yeah, and I get compliments all the time from guitar players about how good it sounds. Yeah, which of course I play with a sound plug in it because with monitors, uh, it helps with feedback and stuff. So that does change your sound. But uh, yeah, I mean, like I've said, I and. When we were at Carter's, I, like I said, oh, you know, we played some expensive yeah. guitars that are supposed to be just, and there were some of them that, you know, there was a $14,000-ish Gibson J-Body yeah. that I played that absolutely sounded a ton better than the Martin mm -hmm. that was $68,000 or any of that stuff. But, you know, it's there's so many parts, especially with acoustics, uh, with the different woods and yeah, you know, that kind of stuff. But I would say one bang for your buck brand. My first acoustic was a Takamini, $200 Takamini. And it sounded amazing. Yeah, I ended up, uh, inevitably it wasn't the same circumstances, but I inevitably gave it to a buddy just kind of like, uh, I wanted him to enter the world of guitars. Right. And I had gotten this Alvarez acoustic that I loved. Um, and I just didn't, it was in college. I didn't feel the need to have a bunch of guitars lying around. And I, I you know, he was, we were playing together, jamming, and he was kind of uh, like, he had a couple like hand drums. And we were just jamming, acoustic jamming. And so he was wanting to get into acoustic. So he, I think he still has it. But um, I thought that was like the, one of the best sounding $200 Takamine. Takamine makes really good guitars. Yeah. Yeah. For the money, especially that's their, uh, their own point. And that's uh, just y'all. Public service announcement: Don't buy the Keith Urban guitar at Walmart, y'all. <laughs> with the little, like, just don't go see your neighborhood music shop, either Music Central in Hopkinsville or Allen's Music in Paducah, or music. Is it Music One in Murray? I think or something like that. I think there's there's a music store, an actual music store within driving distance, no matter where you are. They're locally owned most of the time. Don't go to Guitar Center, but uh. And that's yeah. the, the the downside with electric guitars is you got to have an amp, and I've got two. That that little yeah. blues junior over there, it's a great amp, but it's got this like little like it's like a fuzz sound that kind of like wells up and wells down as you play. It needs to it needs to get like worked on. I don't know what it is. That's the problem. It's like when stuff are, happens, it's like ugh, <laughs> I don't want to take it. So it's just well, like so take it to Allen's. Uh, uh, there the guy that works on their amps there, Ted. Yeah, Ted's good. 
Ted used to work at the Kentucky Opry. I've been I've been putting this off for like three years. Yeah, just drop it off. Say fix this, Ted, <laughs> <laughs> or have Ted fix this. I was hoping it was just the outlets at the other house. Have you tried it here? It still does it. Still does it. <laughs> Is it a tube amp? Uh, yeah. Uh, you probably need new twos, man. I know. And those are getting harder and harder to find. I don't know. You know. I had a Randall, a uh, solid, solid state. Is yeah, that what you call those? Yeah, solid state. Yeah. Never had a hum. Never had a hus, hiss, or a fuzz on that. But that's that's. I feel like though that's kind of part of the tube amp is the. Well, that's not what I'm talking about. The no. the issue it didn't have. Yeah. That, yeah, it didn't have the issue when you got. To it. be fair, my Vox I've had that forever and it's never had an issue. It's great. Which uh, what what is it? AC fifteen. Yeah. Those are I like great amp. One of my buddies had an AC thirty. Yeah, and it was. Uh, it was a powerhouse. Yeah, man, the British make some good amps. Yeah, Vox is awesome. So, I like I like using pedals on the Vox. I like going as clean as possible on the Blues Junior. Yeah, like I take nice. I take that P ninety Jazzmaster and uh go through just the amp over there, but then I'll take that Les Paul and just pedal the crap out of it <laughs> through the box. That's what you do with the Les Paul, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mercy. You play any other instruments? Piano. Yeah. Dabble. Self-taught. Every, I mean, I'm not like a learned, uh, you learned. know, proficient artiste or anything, but uh, I, when we moved here, I it's always been my kind of goal to adopt my grandmother's uh spinet piano and so when we moved here i got it from my dad's house and so it's upstairs and so it's beautiful too. i dabble I've on the piano it. yeah yeah my grandma got that when she was a little girl learning her dad got that for her and so i've always wanted to keep it so i got it but otherwise i mean whenever like in high school class night I, I was playing the drums for our little rendition of beat it that was like my senior project quote unquote to learn <laughs> drums i mean i dabble like i think i'm one of those just like master of none decent at all if i try uh, emphasis on the master of none <laughs> jack of all trades master of none yeah cool i mean what about you do you do you do other instruments i play well, i play bass yeah uh I, I love playing bass um i really want a bass the uh, uh f- the aforementioned band that i played in in back in the 20, whatever, 13, 14. So it was uh, the Grandstaff family. Uh, two of them, Larry and LJ, were playing in that band. And I've known LJ, well, the family for years. I had a music teacher who was Grandstaff when I was like kindergarten through fifth grade or something like that. Remember his first name? Her name was Laura. Oh, no, it wouldn't have been. Okay. Uh, I don't think that that, that name. I think it was by marriage, but yeah, yeah she was a good music teacher. She played a dulcimer. Uh, well, this whole the whole Grandstaff family is just it was extremely talented in the arts. Yeah. Uh, Bill Grandstaff painted. I mean, how can you not be this, with a name like that? Like, right. <laughs> it's almost just yeah. perfect. So, but uh, anyway, so Larry or LJ asked me. He was like, "Hey, man, we need a bass player. Do you want to play bass?" And I was like, "I don't have a bass, and I've never played bass." He was like, "Well, I, he owned a music store in Princeton at the time called Granny's Music." It was the second, I think the second reiteration of that store that had existed before and closed, and then they reopened it a few years later. So he was like, I, I got a bass. You want to give it a try? I was like, all right, cool. So uh, borrowed an amp. They had a bass amp, you know. So 
we're like two weeks from the whole band getting together. They send the set list. It's a lot of Luke Bryan and Jason <laughs> Aldean and that kind of stuff, you know, because that's what, you know, they were playing. They did most of their gigs in Hopkinsville and Clarksville in that area. And that's what people wanted to hear. That's what they showed up for to bars to dance to, you know. Yeah. So that's what that's what this band did. So uh, send me the set list while I learn all the songs. So we get together for practice one night and we're doing. Uh, you want me, you want off of you? No, I was just looking. Oh, <laughs> I don't have it on. Oh, got gotcha. you. Uh, where was that? Oh yeah. So you we were get together talking for about practice. Yeah. Jason Aldean and your love. Yeah, and uh, so we're done. <laughs> we're going through the songs, and uh, a guy named Cody Kirby from Hopkinsville. Uh, area great guy one of the best drummers i've ever played with and so we were doing luke bryan's one of luke bryan's songs and there's a run in it at towards the end of the song that's it, it goes dun 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 and it repeats that like two or three times and me the guy who has just learned to play bass and cody are the only two people that hit the run and like Larry and LJ just stopped and turned around and looked and they were like, did you just hit that? And I was like, yeah, like I've been practicing this stuff for like two weeks. Were they just going to skip you it? You practice at home. You rehearse with other people like, you know, Anna. So anyway, I really enjoyed playing bass, even though it was those kind of yeah songs. Uh, had a really good time with uh, Junction 41 was the name of the band. John Thompson was the the lead guy. Yeah. Uh, so, bass. Play piano. Um, not by ear. By sheet music. I can read sheet music. Play piano all day long. Opposite. But I can't read. I can't. I never focused on the theory side. Yeah. Or learning music theory. So, I can't. It's hard for me to play by ear. Play piano by ear. Which is weird because that's how I play guitar. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and bass, you know, that's, but, uh, I think it's it. Yeah. Oh, harmonica started playing that last year or year before. So harmonica's cool. Trying to learn harmonica's cool. That. Yeah. It's an easy way to add, uh, another element for like, if you're a solo artist, which most, you know, half the time I am a solo artist. Yeah. I'm still trying to work that out though, playing harp and, when I'm playing guitar. Yeah. So it's kind of like talking and chewing gum or whatever. Walking and chewing gum Walking at the same chewing. time. Yeah. Oh, cool. But, uh, so, uh, let's see. Anything else? So I'm thinking, I'm thinking, yeah. uh, you know, Hey, here we are sponsored by four rivers productions, four rivers productions. And, uh, we'll never miss a shout out with you here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Better not. <laughs> uh yeah shout out to life chaser yeah our buddies and uh if, if depending on where the cameras are pointed you'll you'll see something in the background here and there wait i wonder if i can you got the you got the buffalo here in the background whichever cameras actually it's it's in my shot yeah 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 it's also sierra nevada sierra nevada that's sierra mist right mm -hmm. <laughs> Oh, do you not want to? No, I'm just, I don't okay. care. Uh, 
I hope to be sponsored by Casey Jones at distillery at some point. Oh yeah. But yeah. Uh so who's your what's your uh your favorite local artist? Favorite local. And, well, I say local, I mean like not Marshall County, but kind of the regional area. Like doesn't tour nationally, I guess. You know, that's a hard one because I'm discovering so many actively for the first time. You know, I'm like I said, me and you are coming from different lands here. And, you know, there's a handful of names you've said just tonight that I, you know, I couldn't tell you who they are. And when it comes to the local scene, you know, so much of these local people, like you're, you're literally putting uh, lineups together for local music festivals and I'm discovering them at your music festival. And uh, so it's, it's a weird one because everyone's so cool in their own way. Everyone's got such a unique sound. I think from live performances, I mean, you had such a good lineup at that uh, Kentucky's on music fest, Thank like you. between Tony, like Tony and his band uh, put on such a good show. And they are the hardest working guys. On they the road they right really now. just are uh, clicked together. And they just, they really put on a great show between like that and uh, at Ken Lake right before that. I feel like. Oh, May Days? Yeah. May, yeah. What, yeah. Such a good, and then Laid Bags also. I mean, like even Todd Belt, man, just so good. Sounds so good. Yes. I, I've, it's hard to say favorite because I'm, I'm just so kind of fresh to everything. I'm like every, just as long, as much as I've kind of been in like the, local brewery sort of scene which then exposes to the local music right i'm only just now really getting the music exposure part um but i will just go the easy answer which i think is a fair answer and say <laughs> that tony and Laidback are both who i've probably seen a little bit more of and i think they're great I, so i 100 percent would agree with that yeah what about you uh, it's probably hard for you to say too. It is because you can't be choosing favorites. I can't can't choose favorites. That's a hard one to say. Yeah, it's easier. It's easier like, for me to say Chili Peppers. So like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, Foo Fighters. If we're doing that, yeah. But uh, I I go through like it's almost a monthly change, really. Yeah. Like I'll go, like January was pretty much Hollerhead and yeah. Jeremy Marshall, like. That's what my Spotify was. It was just kind of on repeat in the truck, my work truck. And, you know, and uh, I do the same with Tony sometimes. He'll be on there for two or three weeks. Uh, Dude, like when Uncle we had Jesse, man. Our second yes. Life Chaser episode, when we had Tony on, it was like in like the intermission or maybe it was after, but he was he was just kind of playing us. Uh, um, Life's Blood. Life's Blood, it? yeah. Man, I was so I was so pumped, man. Like, you know, it's just it's cool to discover something cool for the first time. Oh yeah. Yeah. And he's well, and that's uh so uh we had Lance Rogers last year, you know, at the festival, and I had never actually seen Lance live. I'd listened to some of his tunes, but uh you know, I asked how he how he got there was I asked Tony because Tony had played with him. Um, I take that back. Lance had come with Tony and I think it was a Coach Haney at, and did a trio. They did an acoustic trio at uh, the Dan Brew House. That was where I met Lance. But never, he was solo. I'd never seen him full band. But uh, 
man, he was, he's been all over the place. Yeah. And, uh, but, uh, Justin Wells, he stays at the top of my list because he's just, that's a giant man. He is. Yes, he is with a giant heart. Yeah. You know, and that was, I think that's one of the things that, uh, really with him, like it shows through his music if, or his live shows, because that man will stand there and talk to everybody in line down to the last person. Doesn't matter if it's two o'clock in the morning, you know, and I've never seen him turn anybody away or like cut anybody off, you know, yeah. like, okay. And you know, I got to talk to the next person. Never yeah. seen him do anything like that. And, uh, just such a terrific songwriter, but, uh, I mean, there's just so many, man. And there's some up and coming that's, um, there's a group, a band out of, uh, Crittenden County, uh, Tapestry, I think is their name. I'd have to, I gotta, I'd have to go back and look. Yeah. But they're a tight little rock group, man. And I just thought of another. So I have caught this band a couple times at dry ground on accident. And both times I was very impressed, but it was a year of October. I've heard of the name. Yeah. They every the, the couple of times I've seen them and I know they're still doing stuff and, uh, I see it pop up every now and then, but I was really impressed with them when I saw them. It's a duo. When I saw them, I don't know if it's still a duo or not, but yeah, year of October. Very impressed with them. I have to check them out again. Yeah. What kind of like rock music or like uh, alternative? No, I mean it is a female female, female singer. Uh, it was very. I just remember it being melodic and pretty. Uh, don't let me lie to you; it's been a little while, but I just remember <laughs> really enjoying it. It was uh, just a good. It was good music for having a beer, just in sitting back and enjoying, and it, you know it matched the, the vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Year of October, yeah, yeah. What was uh? You, th- you think we can get the Toasty Boys guys to get their band back together for the festival? <laughs> <laughs> I think that would scare everybody at the festival. <laughs> that that is some. Uh, that is that well, is so, that is. Some, they are from. They are like who I grew up. Around. They're a little older than me, but they are like the group of friends I grew up with listening to, like what we called metal. And like post hardcore and like, yeah, yeah, like chugging. Uh, I tell you, a band that you should check out is uh, it's one of my uh, buddies, Andrew. He's in it. I was uh, played bass with uh, a band called Backwoods, Backwoods Brotherhood, and uh, kind of the same type music as yeah. the other band, uh, but Andrew was the head was the front guy and then it was me on bass and Cody Kirby again on the drums but uh so they've got a rock band now and Andrew actually plays bass in it and they're at a then around Bowling Green area called the Damn Shames and they are they're good man they're gonna they're gonna do something yeah like they've they've found their their niche but uh congratulations they might show up at the festival I don't know you yeah know. oh Oh. I don't, I hadn't asked them yet, but it's on the play. It's on. They're oh. on the short list. Oh, you're hearing so. it now first. Oh, I was gonna say congratulations. Yeah. We hit an hour. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Well, good. That's yeah. I'm getting some lag on your camera. It'd be which like makes that. me wonder if like that if that phone's getting hot or something. It'd be like that sometimes, right? You talking to you camera. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, that was a lot of lag. <laughs> Do that again. <laughs> yeah, it may just be lagging in the program though, and not. I'll be interested to look at the recording and see. Yeah. If, uh, if it does it there. So let's wrap it up, man. Okay. Uh, episode double zero, double lot of out of tunes. We'll see where this goes. Uh, hopefully it goes far. You can reach us at, uh, the Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That doesn't exist yet, but probably will by the time this makes its way to the world. Uh, obviously find us on YouTube and we'll be on Apple podcast, Spotify, whatever else that uh, service that you pointed me to. Yeah. Sends it to however RSS. that works. Yeah. <laughs> so all the platforms, my, our digital footprint will be firmly stamped. We'll never escape the forever. machine. Yeah. So, uh, not going to use any of those AI logos that <laughs> I sent you. The they were cool. Day. They were awesome. They were cool. But uh, AI. yeah, I'm going to try. I've got a couple of artist friends I'm going to hit up cool. to maybe get to. Maybe the guy that did the uh, poster last year for Kentucky Zone. Okay. I like his art. And then there's another guy called, uh, you know, Colonel Tony Moore. You ever heard of him? <sighs> I think he does a lot of Tyler Childers's album covers and posters and stuff. And I think I saw a post today uh, on his Instagram. He was talking about how he never really gets any of the merchandise from the stuff that he does. Yeah. And it had a picture of a life-size uh, Deadpool. And he, like it was a Deadpool statue or not statue, but like, dummy or whatever yeah it's like i don't know what i would do with this so like i don't know if he can actually if he's the one that like came up with some of the deadpool outfit huh. or for the movie you know or or what i didn't dive into it yeah so you got you got ideas yeah i got some ideas yeah right. so it may just be me scratching it out on a piece of paper and graphite to start with and go yeah. from there yeah. you know charcoal you etching know. uh so special thanks to asus and razor OBS, NDI, Sure, Road. Yep. And uh, what's, tell me again. Evo, uh, Audient. Audient Evo 8. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a great little interface. I like it. It is. Actually, I mean, for this, outside of getting the audio from point A to point B, which we'll figure out down the road, uh, I think that works better for you. In this in this environment, than the uh, roadcaster. Yeah, but that's definitely a very cool on the road option. Yeah, it and will come in handy. Like I've got that. that power bank down there, that box. Yeah, I could power that off that, and we could literally do this in the woods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was the whole point. Yeah, of, so yeah. Of, of the of portability and yeah. being able to take it places without having to. Maybe, but if we're gonna do video, we're gonna be packing a bunch <laughs> of stuff anyway. So, yeah. like, uh, anyway. So anyway. We got to come up with a good tagline, though, to sign off, you know. I know. Uh, now's the time to workshop something. Yeah. I don't I don't really know. 
don't really know. Monty's mic says goodbye. I don't know. <laughs> like, All right, we're going to go change our strings. <laughs> change it. Oh, I kind of like it. Yeah. How many times do you change strings on your guitar before we go? How many times? Like, ever? Do or? you have a, uh, do you do it like every three months or well, like, do you strum often, it one day I, and go, oh my God, this needs new strings? I do that. I mean, to be fair, I did change the uh, Jazz Master last month. Yeah. And before that, it was probably a long time. Gotcha. I'm just not playing them like I should. Change your strings, wipe your frets. Yeah. I do wipe the frets every time. Yeah. I think that might be it. Till next time. All right. Change, Change your, your strings, strings wipe, wipe your, your frets. frets. <laughs>